Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Welcome into another episode of Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders back for the new year to talk investing, finance, and retirement with Mike, who is the financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation. And we've got a multi-point checklist for retirement preparedness to kick things off with uh, this first podcast, kind of a 2023 edition, the new year's upon us. And so it's always good to you know double check some of the important items, make sure that those are being addressed. Uh, if you're working with a financial professional, make sure that they're talking about some of these or that you're talking about some of these. And of course, if you're not working with one, uh, this is certainly some good items to put on your preparedness checklist that you can bring up when you go in and sit down with them. So that's the topic this week. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Well, I was just thinking about that checklist thing you're mentioning there. And uh, I think that uh, the day we're recording this is the day after um, the Georgia Bulldogs had quite a checklist going into their game <laughs> against the TCU. Yeah, I think Bulldogs they checked all the boxes. Whatever they are, yeah. <laughs> the toads. <laughs> Horn toads or something, I think. Yeah, I, I think they checked all the boxes, boy. They they, they uh, checked that thing off, 65 to 7, unreal. So my dogs did well. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm pleased. Yeah. And uh, my dad would have loved to have been here to watch it. <laughs> there you go. Well, you sound a little bit uh, like you're maybe under the weather or sore throat or something like this. I appreciate you uh, being a trooper and joining me today. Oh, glad to be here. And yeah, we're doing okay. Just, uh, you know, you always have these things that come along in the, in yeah, the winter, winter time. Sometimes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, let's jump in and tackle a couple of these. I've, right. got, I've got a bunch of them here. We'll see how many we can get through. That's why I called it a multi-point checklist. Uh, okay. But, you know, again, if you're retiring maybe this year or next year or the year after, it's essential to have some concrete answers to some of these things. Uh, hopefully, if you've got, uh, you know, you've got some of these things in place, but many people don't. They wait to the last minute or whatever. So we thought this might be a good idea to share those with folks uh, who maybe are checking out the podcast but aren't already working with Mike or a financial professional. So income, number one. Do you know, Mike, exactly how much income you need every month? Most people don't. I mean... I think you tell me here, because you've been doing this for 40 plus years, but people sometimes they'll come in, they'll sit down with an advisor, they'll go, yeah, I need X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they took the big ticket items because that's the stuff you think about. They did, right. okay, 2000 for mortgage, 1000 in both cars, you know, so on and so forth. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, we can 3500 But that's typically winds up being wrong. More people than not really mm -hmm. truly don't know how much income they need or how much they use every month. Right. And I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, a bias against that word budget or whatever, or, or spending plan or what have you, but very few people have a spending plan that they can identify and that, uh, you know, is written down right. or, or looked at periodically, something like that. I, I like to sit down once a quarter and review uh, how it, both, both on a personal and a business uh, side of the house for me. You know, where money went uh, as far as the budget that I had for that quarter and, make you know, how did, how did we do? What do we need to think about cutting out? What do we think need to think about changing, doing more of, less of, what have you? Uh -huh. And, you know, if, if you kind of do that periodically as opposed to, uh, you know, a once and done because that doesn't work, it, things change. Right. You can answer that question when somebody asks you, so if you, if you were retiring today, how much money do you need? Now you well, how much income, right? Which is a totally different answer or conversation yeah. than how much money do you have, or do yeah, you yeah. think you and need? Yeah, yeah. And I'm right? sorry, I meant 
No, you're the fine. Month, but monthly money. Yeah, right. I think that right, was a great I'm point sorry. to clarify because so many people go, well, I you're need a right. million dollars, but you yeah. might not. Your income is by different. not. That's right. You might need 10 million, but <laughs> depends on what you want to do. <laughs> that, but uh, That's true. No, but seriously, you're right. The better word is how much income do you need each month? And, um, you know, just with without that sense of what you're doing now while you are working, while you do have other obligations that might go away at retirement, other obligations that might come into play when you get into retirement. Yeah. Uh, you know, you need that base of where you are so you can then start thinking about, all right, so what's going to be different when the paycheck stops and I start using other sources of income. so And that's a great point. And that leads me to my second one, Mike, because the next one is we collect these accounts, right? Through our life, we have a, uh, maybe you got a 401k, maybe you got a Roth, maybe you got a whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so the next question is, okay, I need income. Which account do I withdraw from first, right? Uh, yeah. Which bucket do we tap into? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, you know, the bucket concept and all like that is one that a lot of people use. I don't particularly go in that direction. With right. It, although, but just kind of as a mindset for someone listening, oh, yeah. they can visualize, okay, here's a 401k bucket. Here's mm-hmm. a social security bucket. Uh, here's an right. insurance policy bucket. Which one do I take money from first? Or do I take money from all of them at the same time? Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And when I think about buckets, I think more of the different risk levels of those buckets. True. Like, good point. You know, cash in the bank that's going to be available for things when, number one, short runway to where the need is, you know, as an emergency rises, a, a dishwasher springs a leak at on Christmas Eve, maybe. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a jab at me, folks. I was sharing that with Mike. Uh, yeah, that was my that was our Christmas this year. The, that was you your know, Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But the that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, things like that, but, but also for, for the times when like we've just experienced over this last year and the markets in a tailspin, a downturn, uh, you might not want to use funds that are exposed to market risk right? Right at that time. And maybe something that doesn't have as much volatility in it uh, would meet the income needs. True, because if your account's down, right, pulling money from it, you're kind of, you know, double whammy in it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you have that. Uh, so, yeah, so you, so you want to have that kind of thing in place. And then, quite frankly, um, if you have a coordinated, structured account setup. And when I say that, what I mean is this, you might have a 401k while you're working, you might have an IRA, a Roth IRA, that sort of thing. You might have an individual accounts and so forth. If you could consolidate those things, not in, you know, obviously can't consolidate them all into one account because you got to keep the what's called qualified money or uh, money that's got tax bennies in it. Uh, from the individual non-qualified funds, but it, you know, if you you get your four hundred one k and your IRA, all that in, in an account, and your Roth in an account, your individual in an account, and you've got these things coordinated, then it's so much easier to figure out where to go from a tax standpoint. You know, to make sure you're balancing the amount of income that's subject to income tax and that that's not subject to it with your social security, if you're drawing social security at that time, um, all these different things, if you you coordinate those in, in um, um, a scenario that's structured that you can count on 
being able to easily go to those accounts and draw from them as opposed to, well, I've got this mutual fund over here at this fund family, and I've got right. this mutual fund at that fund company, and it, they're held in different places. And so I need $30 and 75 cents out of this account. <laughs> and yeah, it, that just gets so cumbersome. Yeah. Especially um, if it's $30 and 75 cents. That's right. Yeah. It's really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're crazy. You know, if you're trying to structure in a way that you're spending, you know, three, four percent of your uh, asset base um, or, or withdrawing, I should say, from from your asset base, three to four percent of that uh, amount, then you know, it, you know, if you've got a small balance over here at this fund, and you're trying to do that from there, and, and otherwise other places, it's, it just gets really crazy. So get it organized, get it consolidated where it's managed, you know, and. Uh, in, in a way that you can access the funds easily. Well, and, and that's a good point, Mike, because they do all work together, right? So my third they one do. on this checklist is Social Security, and that really could play into what money you're pulling from one of these other accounts and when, right? So really how does. you're taking Social Security is going to factor into that too. So uh, and of course, anytime you mention Social Security, the first thing out of most people's mouth is, well, when do I take it? When is the best time for me? And going through that retirement process, you can break that down a little closer because you guys can, you know, go through and stress test some different things. Yeah. And, and if you know uh, what your sources of income are and uh, then how much you need in, in income, you can determine, am I better to draw from those other sources and leave the social security to a later point in time to take it? Or is it better to go ahead and take it at an earlier point, not necessarily previous to your full retirement age? Could be. Uh, there, there are circumstances where that makes a ton of sense. But then, you know, for the most part, you want to wait until your full retirement age, particularly if you're still working some, um, you know, because you can't earn much over $20,000 and start losing your Social Security benefit if you're under right. your full retirement age. So, right. um, yeah, there there are some factors that you need to consider. It's, there's the tax factor and there's the are you still working in under full retirement age um, situation. And uh, the other side of the coin, too, is if you're married, you want the spouse typically that's got the higher benefit to wait the longer period of time before they start taking because that's what the survivor is going to get. Yeah. And so you're setting up your spouse for, um, you know, getting the maximum income to help them so that they don't run out of money later on, outlive their money, what have you. Well, when you're talking about the, this checklist that we've got here, again, those are kind of the three big ones. I think this next one, Mike, to me is is pretty important for people. It's the concept of longevity risk and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, retirement preparedness, because longevity is the great multiplier to everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So the longer we live, it's yeah. going to affect it doesn't matter if you have five items on your checklist or 55 longevity is going to affect them all basically. Right. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you you run into the situation where someone says, well, you know, I probably have a good long time to go. And so let's enjoy it right now. And they overspend. And, um, you know, when I say overspend, I mean, they're eating into their principal and they're reducing their base that they have to produce the income. And it's going to hurt in the long run. Other people I hear, oh, I won't live long, so let's enjoy it while we can, you know, whatever. And then they end up living too long. Okay. Yeah, or they or they wind up being, I, I know I've seen, we get so many emails from folks that say, I don't think I enjoyed my retirement the way I should have. And I've mm-hmm. got all this, you know, I've got all this money and now maybe it's too late, right? So it's like, okay, I, I know that we don't have an expiration date, 
That's why mm-hmm. we got to get like a, a good strategy in place so we can, you know, so we can spend with confidence, you know, right. and or save knowing that we need to. Like, that's the whole point of this thing is getting this checklist done is so that we know uh, that we're not going to get to the end of the road and be like, oh, I should have, could have, would have. Right. And, you know, you, you bring up an interesting uh, thought there relative to, you know, I didn't do what I wanted to do in my retirement, kind of when you get toward the end of your life and that right. sort of thing. So, I mean, you, you think about, okay, so what are those things that I do want to try and accomplish? I mean, is it travel? Is it uh, volunteering? Is it, you know, there's a, a myriad of things that you might be wanting to do. And so you th- want to take that into consideration when you're thinking of, When's the time that I pull the trigger and stop getting the paycheck and I do start living yeah. off the assets I've accumulated? Yep. And yep. and so you know you want to and that goes back to the how much income do I need every month? Oh uh, no, they all flow back to the same thing. They, don't they really do. Yeah. 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 Well, you know it's it is twenty twenty three, and uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about volatility. So that's number five <laughs> on the checklist. Uh, oh, okay. It's probably still here. Uh, you know, just because the year calendar year changed, unfortunately, the economic system did not just kind of reset, right? So oh. a lot of what we saw in twenty two is probably going to carry over. Many folks believe for at least the first half of twenty three. Wow, you're kidding! I thought that you know because yeah, it's January you know, first it changed. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be nice? Like all oh, the years <laughs> over, reset, get that over with. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, nobody does, but and because of that, you you want to build into your planning that the market doesn't just go on a straight upward tilt to the right. Uh, you know, it's not. Uh, always uh, sunny skies, uh, clear sailing, whatever the various cliches are. Um, So, yeah, that's why you want to really examine your comfort level with risk and uh, structure your accounts in such a way that the level of volatility is going to be within a tolerance level for you that is is comfortable. That's that you can that, well tolerate. Yeah, you and you're going to be a year older this year, right? I mean, so mm-hmm. you know, aging timeline plays into the risk factors. Sure can. Um, yeah. You know, you can sit there and say, like you said, all cliches all day long. Do you are you mm-hmm. why are you swinging for the fences if you don't need to? Right? If you can right. get on base with a single. And that makes your plan work. Why are you trying to hit home runs, right? Yeah, I can still remember my grandfather one day coming in from the mailbox when I was visiting down in South Georgia, the home of the two-time uh, or back-to-back well, national champion, <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming in from the mailbox one day with the mail, and, and I had been talking to him a little. This is early in my career. I've been talking to him about investing and everything a little bit, and uh, just kind of feeling him out. And he's, he pulls out his savings account statement and it just come in. And this is back in the day when savings accounts were paying 5%. And uh, he shows it to me and he says, this is my income from my savings account this month. This is why I don't take any risk. And I looked at it and I went, oh, my word. <laughs> this well, guy's got too much money. <laughs> yeah, if you're not worried about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so why swing? Like you said, why swing for the fences if you got to handle them? Unfortunately, today in our generations, Many times we don't have enough, and so we get tempted to swing for the fences, and then we get nervous when the fences are collapsing on us. Yeah, very true. And so you you really need to examine that risk comfort level and figure out what level of volatility can I live with so I'm not sitting here making the wrong decisions when the market goes down to sell and get out and lock in my losses. Yeah. Or I'm getting greedy when I'm seeing it just running away from me because I've been too conservative in my mind. And I, then I buy in at the top and 
get ready for another crash. Absolutely. So, you know, you do need to examine that stuff. Well, I want to get one more mic in before we, okay. we wrap up this podcast. So we'll get to six. So we'll have uh, six here on our checklist. Uh, okay. And the reason I want to use this one is often people, you know, a lot of us, we procrastinate about things in life, right? As human beings, it's certainly a trait we all possess. Uh, usually at the beginning of the year, people are like, I'm going to get healthy, right? I'm going to go to the gym. You know, we do that kind of thing. I'm going to get my finances in order, which is kind of why I'm bringing this up here at the beginning of the year in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, procrastination is is called the thief of tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're, you just don't do it and it's the thief of tomorrow. Well, inflation is mm-hmm. the thief of your future tomorrow money, right? And, right. and so... We're even in normal inflation times now. Mm. You know, right now we still th- we're still hearing it's around seven percent. I think we all know it's probably more than that. At least certain items are still higher than Something's much higher than seven percent. Sure, right. So you've also got to address that in your plan because again, if you're going into retirement and it's costing you more now for daily life, that has to be accounted for in your strategy. Yeah, it does. And yeah, the temptation is to it's what you might call. Um, recency bias right where yeah you're looking at the, the recent past and in the circumstance where we are right now we might look back and say okay so it's been eight nine ten seven six you know somewhere in that range in the, in the above five uh, around ten at the high and think wow how in the world could i ever do that and then the other tendency is to say well i, I am going to look recently but i'm going to just get rid of the last two years and let's look back before that when it was running 2%, you know, things like that. Right. You kind of calculate Neither one's yeah. realistic for right. the long haul, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we remember the late 70s, early 80s when inflation was double digit for a number of years. And and then, you know, from there, it's just has gone down, down, down over a couple of uh, three, four decades. Right. And, uh, and when it's but, high like this, we we do feel like we have to, maybe we are taking more chances because we think, hey, I got to I gotta at least keep up with inflation. You know what I mean? Right. right. And that's tough and to so, do right now. It is. It is. And, and so that's why you want to have a volatility comfort level with your investment so that you can stay that course because this too will pass. Might not be this year. <laughs> right. Might not be five years, but it will pass. Well, let's and hope it will it's not five to, years. Return to the new yeah, right? Yeah, right. Return to the mean. And you know, that's that's likely what we'll see long term. But you know, it's just like anything. If you are um playing a, a ball game and and uh, I'm trying to think of a real good analogy here right off the top of my head. Well, I, I got um, one for you since okay, you were talking about your game last night. So okay. they they got out to a, a pretty fast start, right? You were not mm-hmm. you were talking about by the halftime it was 40 something to 7 and you were like, "Well, this is probably over," right? Yeah. So right. they go into the second half. Now, the coach could have said, "Hey guys, you go do whatever you want the rest of the game." Have fun. Uh, I'm not going to coach you. George's coach could have said, "I'm not going to coach you the rest of the game. Do whatever you want, right? Right. Uh, just right. play, you know, backyard rule, like whatever you want to do, right? Kind of thing." And TCU could have clawed their way back in, but they didn't uh-huh. do that, right? The players still went to their coach and said, "Hey, I know we're up big, but how can we, you know, how can we get better even in the second half?" And I think that's what a financial advisor does. Hey, even if your plan is in good shape, every year you've got to make tweaks and adjustments, just like a first half of a game or a second half of the game, no matter whether you're up or down. Yeah, and 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 you play based on what your what your hand is. And what's in front dealt. of you? Yeah, right. And so you know, if inflation is causing things to go up, back to the budgeting thing we talked about up front about having a budget so or a spending plan so that you know how much income you're going to need in retirement is 
Where can we cut uh, right now with inflation as high as it is? How can we save some money? Do we do this cut of meat versus that cut of meat? Do we do you know other things? Uh, yep. You know, do we cut subscriptions that we don't really use, don't really need? Uh, and maybe we drop cable and we don't watch as much TV. And therefore, <laughs> right. we go do something makes more money. You know, there are all kind of ways to do that. And then, of course, you know, when times are good and there's opportunities, you know, then you can take advantage of those. But, you know, you don't just walk blindly through life and just say, oh, gee whiz, inflation's 20 percent. I guess I just got to pay these prices. Right. Well, you figure yeah. out other ways to do it. That's how businesses do, right? When the business has headwinds, they figure out how do we tack against this? What do we do? to fight this we don't just give in yeah so, and many of us yep and many of us just don't do that because we we just we just kind of plug along so that's where strategic planning comes into place a little tie in there to the name of the show and it's important so you get a strategy in place so if you need some help reach out to mike we appreciate your time uh hanging out with us here on the podcast we'll wrap it up we know we're a little bit a little bit long this week but some good checkpoints a checklist for you to start uh, you know, this new calendar year to get retirement preparedness underway. Reach out to Mike at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at Strategic Planning on whatever app you like to use. And, of course, you can find it all at spcinvesting.com. Mike, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I'll see you next time. Great. Thanks, Mark. Always appreciate you, my friend. We'll catch you later here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.